Hello. We are so glad that you could join us today. Our prayer is that as you listen to the word, you would take this time to draw nearer to God as an individual and as a family. God loves you so so much, and his desire is for you to get closer to him in this season through worship, through dwelling in his word and prayer. Well, good morning. I want to just welcome all of you to this Sunday morning's message where we are getting ready to go into our Synod program. And uh, Synod is always a very special time when we gather our leaders from all over the world to be together so that we can train and teach and just have that time of fellowship together. So uh, this will be kind of an opening message for Synod. And I want to talk to you today about spiritual warfare and about walking in the spirit. But one of the greatest uh, tools that God has given us, one of the greatest gifts that he's given us is peace, the power of peace. In fact, the Bible or uh, the dictionary defines peace as a state of quiet or tranquility freedom from disturbance or agitation. Now, the most amazing thing about that definition is that it's not the absence of war. It is actually the uh, peace in the midst of disturbance or agitation. So the Greek word is irene, and it means to put in place a broken bone so it doesn't mean that there wasn't a break, but it put in place until it comes to peace, till it comes to peace. In other words, till it's mended, it's healed, till it's as good as new. And so God doesn't take us away from this world. We live in this world. We're in the world, but we're not of it. We should not come under the influences and the disturbance or, disturbance or the agitation of the world. See, it's amazing, but peace is one of the most elusive conditions known to man. But universally, it's the most sought after. Peace is also uh, a very effective weapon for you and I as believers to, you in, to use in waging spiritual warfare. In fact, it is such an effective and important weapon that without it, we cannot be blessed and we cannot live the abundant life. In the current age that we're living in, there are growing concerns of people in all walks of life around peace of mind. In fact, there's hardly a person, young or old, male or female, single or, or married, rich or poor, who is not under some type of stress and has lost peace. This stress can emanate from any number of areas, whether from pressure on the job, inflation, financial stresses, marriage challenges, or issues in the family or home, or, or, or just general conditions that we're facing in the world, especially today. Uh, the, the world seems topsy-turvy. It seems upside down. It, it, it's, the fact is that stress, there's a stress that comes with living in these perilous times. Now, no one is immune to the many opportunities to worry or enter into fear or feel tensions or be distressed or any other host of maladies that are ever present to take peace from us. The increased use of drugs. Uh, we are seeing in our country uh, young people that are uh, being ravaged today, just ravaged by drugs because of the increased use of drugs, both legal and illegal in attempts to aid people to 
solve their stresses and to uh, we, what we're seeing is that people aren't facing these stresses very well and so they're using these means and on top of that we're seeing an increase of people uh, checking into mental hospitals or coming under doctor's care and it clearly tells us that the enemy is waging a successful warfare a warfare against us and the Bible clearly tells us that in this world we are going to face adverse circumstances and situations. We're supposed to expect tests and trials. In fact, the Bible indicates that these conditions will only increase in frequency and intensity as we see the end coming near. It is of the utmost importance that we learn how to use our weapon of peace effectively. Only the Lord Jesus can keep us in perfect peace. Therefore, we need to know what the Bible tells us about peace and how we can have the peace that passes or surpasses all understanding. It is of utmost importance that we learn how to use our weapon of peace effectively. Only the Lord Jesus can keep us in perfect peace. Therefore, we need to know what the Bible tells us about peace and how we can have the peace that passes all understanding. Jesus spoke about world conditions in the last days and the effects it would have on some people. In fact, in Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 26, he said, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. What Jesus is saying, he says that men's hearts would fail them because of the distresses that they would face in these end times. You know, we've seen all kinds of uh, advertisements promoting people to become students of various forms of mind control initiatives or programs, each one promising some kind of help to either improve memory, control fear, overcome health issues, assist in becoming more creative, or helping to do everything from stopping smoking to losing weight to having better sleep. <laughs> in fact, the mind control gurus promise better motivation, deeper concentration, and even a better love life. About the only thing that they don't claim to do is to grow hair. But these mind control uh, gurus, these mind control leaders today are impacting the world. They're bringing in thoughts and philosophies of men that are really a kind of a self-help gospel. It seems that almost everywhere you look, the press, the social media, television, and in the movies, books, schools, gyms, and even in a number of churches, someone is promoting and praising the virtue of meditation, yoga, or some other means of producing peace. The idea of being able to escape the strains of life is appealing to almost everyone. Now, because some pastor or prophet or respected business person or sport or movie celebrity says it's good or that it worked for them, many people think, well, it must be okay. It must be all right. You see, we're seeing more and more unsuspecting 
innocent people being seduced into paying their hard-earned money into the hands of people who are not able to give a lasting peace. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. And I want to assure you that only He and He alone can give lasting peace. Not only is the enemy of our souls manipulating his subjects to produce the conditions on earth that are creating all of the stress, but he's also very quick to introduce a host of Eastern mystical religions and philosophies as the purported means of overcoming the stress. In reality, these philosophies, in the end, create a more severe stress. And, and that's testified by many people who have been ripped off by some of these uh, philosophies, by some of these Eastern religions, by some of these things that they spend loads and loads of money only to find out that they have no greater peace. For example, uh, one form of meditation involves repeating a mantra. Uh, that mantra is actually, uh, in many cases, the name of a demon. And they do this as a means of emptying the mind and relaxing the automatic nervous system. Those who have experimented in this area and found some type of relief also found themselves going deeper and deeper into this modern form of Vedantic spirituality. As they released more and more of themselves to the demonic or the demon or these demons, they discovered that instead of becoming free from stress, they were actually unable to break loose from the demonic forces which took control of their mind. Fortunately, many were able to get help through the power of Jesus and they were set free. The experience of these and many others confirmed that the only way to lasting peace is through the Prince of Peace, Jesus. This morning, I want to use biblical pattern and principle to teach how you and I can obtain peace. Now, the Lord, our Savior, neither advocates nor exercises mind control. God doesn't control our minds. He's not violating man's free will and our ability to make decisions. Instead, he teaches us how we may develop the fruit of peace and overcome the weapons of the enemy. He will guide us into experience or experiencing the peace that surpasses all understanding. I love what the Bible says in Psalm 119 verses, uh, verse 165, the Bible says, great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. <laughs> See, God promises us great peace if we will love his word, his law. Or another way of saying it is, if we will love and meditate in his word, we will have great peace. Then, in addition to this, he promises us uh, even a deeper result. He says, nothing shall offend us. You know, when you're at great peace, when you live in peace, the forces and powers around you, the offenses, the uh, circumstances and the situations you face, 
don't offend you. you. You see them for what they are because peace is your guide. The Bible says to be led forth in peace. The Bible says that let peace be your umpire. Let peace be your referee. And you just learn to stay in peace. You let those things fall off you like water off a duck's back. We can rely on the peace of God working in our inner man to keep us in peace and free from offense. You know, it's obvious from observing people who have involved themselves in mysticism or those who are using different forms of medications or uh, using the drugs that are prescribed by their doctor or even self-subscribed or prescribed uh, or who are trying to mask their pain through alcohol or food addiction, uh, that they've not found the answer of how to obtain peace. So let, let's ask the question, who does God keep in perfect peace? You see, there's, there's conditions that are met by you and I. And if we meet those conditions, if we will walk according to the scriptures, will be kept in perfect peace. In Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. You know, I love this verse of scripture. And, and, and that word stayed could also be anchored, whose mind is anchored on thee. And uh, in, a, in a turbulent world, sometimes you have to throw an anchor out into a place that you cannot see. And that places the, you know, the word of God that attaches itself to something you cannot see to keep you stable in the world that you can see. And uh, if we learn to put our trust in the Lord, rather than putting our trust in the devices of the world, then we're going to learn, or not we're going to learn, we're just going to actually have peace. You see, when we anchor our minds on him, on his word, he keeps us in perfect peace. You know, it's difficult to trust someone we do not know. Uh, you know, we might loan $100 to someone we knew would pay us back, but we would probably not loan money to a stranger. Thus, we see why many people are unable to trust God or love his law and keep their mind on him because they really don't know him. Oh, they may know about him, but they don't know him. You know, it's easy to trust God if we know him. In fact, he is the most trustworthy being in the whole universe. Now we're given a stern warning from the scriptures about putting our trust in man. Jeremiah 17 verses five through six says, thus saith the Lord, cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in the salt land, and that that is not inhabited. And I'm always amazed at how people who are carnal or fleshly cannot see the blessings when they come. Why? Well, because their focus is not on God, but often on the situations and the circumstances that they find themselves facing. Now listen to what comes after that pronouncement of the curse upon those who trust in the flesh. You go on to verses seven and eight, it says, blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters 
and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall she cease from yielding fruit. What a beautiful picture. Those who do trust in the Lord are like a tree planted by streams of living water. Again, we see in Isaiah 47, verses 8 through 15, it says, Therefore, hear now this, that thou art given to pleasures, and dwellest carelessly, and sayest in your heart, I am, and none else beside me. I shall not sit as a widow, neither shall I know the loss of children. But these two things shall come to thee in a moment, in one day, the loss of children and widowhood. They shall come upon thee in their perfection for the multitude of your sorceries and the great abundance of your enchantments. For thou hast trusted in thy wickedness. Thou hast said, none seeth me. Thy wisdom and thy knowledge, it has perverted thee. And thou hast said in your heart, I am and none else beside me. Therefore shall evil come upon thee and thou shalt not know from whence it shall come or which it will rise. The mischief shall fall upon thee and thou shalt not be able to put it off. And desolation shall come upon thee suddenly, which you shall not know. Stand now with thine enchantments and with the multitude of your sorceries, wherein thou hast labored from your youth. If so be, thou shalt be able to profit. If so be, thou mayest prevail. Thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels. Let now the astrologies, the stargazers, the monthly prognosticators stand up and save you from these things that shall come upon thee. Behold, they shall be a stubble. The fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. There shall not be a coal to warm at, nor a fire to sit before it. Thus shall they be unto thee with whom thou hast labored. Even thy merchants from thy youth, they shall wander every one to his quarter. None shall save thee. Huh. You know, this is the way of fallen nature. The, fall, the way of fallen nature is to trust in our traditions, to trust our witch doctors, our prognosticators, and our soothsayers, our diviners. Today we have modern day prophets who are saying all will be well. We need to be adhering to what the Bible teaches. The Bible says, no man shall be able to save us. All of these who have plied their trade among us will end up wandering back to their own quarter and none shall be able to save us. You see, this passage also says that their way will weary us. You see, the ways of this world are wearisome. They wear us down. In fact, the devil uses all kinds of ways to discourage and dishearten and to wear out the saints. Some of the things that we're facing today are wearisome. You know, constant laws changing, changing times, changing seasons. Uh, you know, the rules are changing. We're rewriting history. We're rewriting even the laws of science that is not science. We are rewriting the laws of medicine. You know, we have to change definitions to prove things that are really not. And so it wears you out. You can't keep up with it all. And after a while, some people just throw their hands up and give up. But listen to what God says. In Isaiah 48, the Bible says, Thus says the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, 
I am the Lord thy God, which teaches thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Verse 18, Isaiah 48, 18 says, Oh, that thou hast hearkened to my commandments. Then had thy peace been as a river and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. See, what God says is, hey, listen, if you'll let me teach you, if you'll hearken to my commandments, if you hold fast to my word, there'll be peace that'll be like a river to you. Your righteousness will be like the waves of the sea. He says that that peace and that righteousness is what keeps you when everything is turbulent around you. You see, we're in a spiritual warfare. And you need to understand that all is fair to our enemy in this battle for control of each of us and in fact of all mankind. He hates God. He hates God's most magnificent creation. By the way, that's you and me. He has been around since before man was created and he understands our position in the earth and our position with God. And he'll do all in his power to wreak havoc and death on you and I because his hate is perfect hate. He also understands the profound truth found in Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The devil knows that. Therefore, he knows that if he can control the mind, he controls the man. How many men are controlled today? And that's why you and I must prove all things. And that's why we have to resist the world. We have to resist anything that is contrary to the Word of God. Now, there's, there's two kinds of peace. One which the world offers, and the other Jesus offers. Each requires the seeker to commit himself and to discipline himself. One is everlasting, and the other leads eventually to further and further stress and distress. John the 14th chapter, the 27th verse says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives peace. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Psalm 29 verse 11 says, The Lord will give strength to his people, and the Lord will bless his people with peace. <laughs> this is God's will, that his peace be your portion. John 16, 33 says, These things I have spoken unto you, that you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. You see, the world's claim to peace is really false. It's not only false, but it's temporary. It's fleeting. There's only one way that leads to lasting peace. And that, if found, is solely in Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Now, since God teaches us for our own profit, if we pay attention, our peace will be like a river. As we come to understanding of how peace overcomes the weapons of our enemy, as we begin to practice God's way, we'll learn how to walk free from Satan's devices. And instead, we'll learn to have perfect peace. If you've been involved in any of the Eastern religions or spiritism or ancestral worship, 
you're probably in need of deliverance or of help at least. It would be advisable to get help from a mature, experienced Christian. Or I recommend to begin by attending a course that we've designed here in the church called Walking Free. We offer this course because we find that there are so many people that are really agitated in their souls. They do not have peace. In fact, they're bound up. And this is a way of learning to walk free, being set free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I want to close this message with a synopsis of some of the things that rob us from our peace. Understanding that as we come to the end of this age, the Bible warns us that things will not get better, but will get worse and worse. In fact, the things that the world will offer to give you peace will only lead you to various forms of control, whether it's mind control or controls over your freedom. And in return for a peace that is really neither peace, nor is it, refi nor is it free. You see, uh, right now we're moving towards more totalitarian and more authoritarian governments, and they offer you all kinds of freedoms. They're talking about a, a new world order. They're talking about a, 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 an order where, you know, listen, you won't, you, you'll get paid to just be to, be, to live. And you won't own anything, but hey, you'll be happy. No, no, no. That's not how God designed the world. This is, this is contrary. This is devilish. This is demonic. God didn't build the world that way. And that kind of peace where we yield our rights and yield our freedoms is not peace at all. In fact, what that is, is it's bondage. You see, God gives each one of us a free will to shun the world and to receive his grace through the Prince of Peace or to embrace the world that leads to a false peace. If your mind is not anchored on Christ Jesus and his word, you may be engaged in, a war, in warfare resulting in worry, the cares of this world, anxiety, nervousness, tension, headache, nervous habits, restlessness, stress, dread, apprehension, terror, fear, and distress. If you've been trusting in the world's way of obtaining peace rather than trusting God, and if you desire to make a change and be set free from the snare of the enemy, then I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer right now. Father, I have sinned against you by trusting in the world's methods rather than you for peace. I ask you to forgive me and I renounce my trust. My trust in, and, and, and right there, just stop. And what is it that you trust in besides God, besides his peace? Is it money? It could be Eastern religion, sorcery, witchcraft, my ancestors, charms, even religious items like jewelry or crosses or crucifixes, or even the physical Bible itself. Maybe it's meditation, yoga, prophets, anything but the Lord Jesus and his word that's hidden in your heart. So say it again. Say, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over the spirits of and whatever that is in your life. And I break their power and I break their influence in my life. And I command them and their activity to cease from my life. And I command them to leave now in the name of Jesus. I now put my trust in Jesus, who is my Lord and my peace. Now, this prayer or a similar prayer to this, if you will continue to pray this prayer, anytime you face 
an attack or as the Spirit of God reveals other areas of your life that need to be yielded to Christ, needed to be yielded to, the, to, to, to Jesus and, and to the peace that he gives, this will lead you into great victory. This is the kind of prayer that will bind the powers of darkness. The Bible says whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So I want to encourage you today that as you see things that remove peace from you, as you are, whenever you lose your peace, stop and find out why. God will lead you forth in peace. Colossians 3.15 says that uh, the peace of God is acting as an umpire in our lives. Let the peace of God rule, it says, or umpire in your life. When God grants his peace in your heart, anytime peace lifts is when you should stop and yield your life to him. What brought that lack of peace? What brings that lack of peace? Some people have lived so long in turmoil that they don't even know what peace is. If you'll continue to pray, if you'll continue to seek help, you can live in peace. Now, I want to encourage you, if this message is speaking to you, if this message has spoken to your heart this Sunday, then there are numbers on the screen right now. Turn to someone, find help, talk to somebody, pray. You know, I, I'm shocked at how many people just think, well, you know, uh, and they just obtain more and more information, but they never act on it. Well, the Bible says that he who hears the word of God and does not do it is deceived. So sometimes we have to rouse ourselves and say, wait a minute, I do not have peace. I'm going to pursue peace. I'm going to find peace. So God has given us people to help us. Uh, if you call that number, there are counselors on the other end of that line. They may not be able to help you. They might. We have, some of them are very well trained. But others are also trained to get you to people that can help you. They can help you by leading you to information about some of our courses, Walking Free, uh, some of our cell groups where you can be joined with other, other Christians and you can fellowship, build relationships and help each other, sharpen each other so you can find peace, so you can find victory in your life. Or we can get you to a pastor or even a professional counselor if you need that. Maybe you have an addiction. Maybe you are one of those that is using drugs or whether it be from the pharmacy or off the street, but you're addicted. Those things are covering and at least bringing you a degree of peace, you think, but they're actually leading to deeper and deeper bondage. The power of Jesus can set you free. Call that number. Call that number. And anyone who does not know Christ, you can call that number. And there's someone there that will pray with you, lead you into the freedom and the peace that only Jesus can give. Till next week, we love you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that you were blessed and that God will continue to transform your life in this season. If you have a testimony or need prayer and counseling, please send a WhatsApp or a call me to plus 263-784-303900 or plus 263-717-459999. We want to hear from you and we're here for you and are ready to listen to you, to pray for you and to celebrate with you. 
So thank you. We love you and stay safe.